we are in the book of Nehemiah and our theme again for this year is from out of Nehemiah because I believe MPC is in the season of building and rebuilding. Yeah, so we need to arise to build and rebuilding. There are something that MPC had but it's gone. Therefore, we need to rebuild that things. There are something that MPC never has before. Something new, we need to build it. Yeah, because I believe we need to know what is the season in, in our life, in the church life. So uh, I just want to encourage you to arise. Yeah? This is no time to just sit down and pity yourself or uh, just laying down and then, oh, this is my holiday time. Some of you already free from your assignments and exams, like Yason. <laughs> so jealous. <laughs> Some of you still have exam to come. You know, like, but then this is not time for our spirituality to just lay down, yeah? Because this is a time for us to build. Even I believe this is also for your life personally as well. There is something that you need to rebuild to bring back that good things that maybe has lost gone. But also there is something that God wants to do in your life, you need to build. So just to... Uh, bring again uh, the memory about Nehemiah. Again, Nehemiah is a simple man. He's a career man. He's not a prophet. He's not a pastor. Uh, uh, he's just a career man. His boss is uh, the king of Sersus. He's working in the government of Babylon. At that time, Israel is under captivation of Babylon and all the people of Israel uh, living there. Some of them uh, going back to another land, but most of them is in the Babylon for 165 years in Babylon. Uh, so some of the people that know Jerusalem know the, what is it look like the house of the Lord. Some of them are living there and maybe they already die there. They have kids. The kids growing up there do not know what is it look like Jerusalem. That is the status of Israel. Many of the people in Israel, 165 years after they captivated there, they do not know what does it look like, um, the temple of the Lord. What does it look like, actually, Jerusalem? What does it look like, the glory of Jerusalem? They only heard the story from their fathers and forefathers. That is the situation of Israel at that time. But then uh, God called Nehemiah. And Nehemiah being used by God to build the wall. Again, why the wall? Because the wall talking about the protection of the city. At that time, the city of Jerusalem is talking always about Israel, yeah, the nation of Israel. Because God have a greater plan than just a wall. Yeah, but the wall is a start of his greater plan. Then Nehemiah, uh, uh, being faithful, he obey, he risk his job, he risk the family, his family, the safety of his family, even himself, and they built the wall. When during building the wall, he has to uh, deal with a lot of nations that want to destroy their works. So while they works, they have to bring their weapon. Yeah, they bring their uh, tools for building, and they bring weapon to defend their works. Very tough. And also Nehemiah have to deal with uh, quarreling inside. Yeah, conflicts inside conflict. They quarreling one another and that quarrel that conflict stopped the work but thanks God God give wisdom Nehemiah done it and then uh, in 52 days the Israel Nehemiah and the gang finished the wall Woo! for <laughs> in logic 
it's impossible yeah with that situation knowing that their technology is not as advanced as today so the world being finished 52 days and the people that do not believe in god also proclaim this is the work of god yeah so the world in there is like showing to all nations that this is the work of god now at that time yeah if you want to know whether your god is great powerful or not just look at uh, your nation if your nation is being defeated by x nation meaning x nation it's their god is more powerful than your god at that time israel is being defeated by babylon so the logic at that time is babylon's gods because babylon have a lot of gods yeah gods of air a lot of gods is more powerful than yahweh is more powerful than the god of israel yeah jacob abraham and isaac yeah is more powerful than than uh, yahweh so they will say ah oh, israel will be defeated again by babylon because our gods is more powerful but the wall is done in 52 days and then people especially the enemy become tremble and say this is the work of god which god israel god which god yahweh the name of god is being glorified yeah and uh, last week if you still remember i shared that after the work is being done it's not a relaxed time yeah it's not like who look at the wall high five we've done it high five wow very nice very nice i crafted my names in there effort was here <laughs> now it's, it's not like that but nehemiah straight away protect the work yeah after you done something uh, to god or you achieve something in your life you got to protect that achievement he protect he put guardians and everything like they position themselves well yeah you got to position yourself well in your life otherwise the enemy will still kill and destroy whatever god already start or do or you already start or do in your life the good things yeah so they position themselves well then the good thing is coming nehemiah at eight yeah the nehemiah eight i just want to share you the story because we won't read it from uh, this chapter all complete today but you can read it at your home is very good in nehemiah chapter 8 after uh, it's all finished they guard and they celebrate yeah it's not only guarding but they also celebrate yeah so um the good things about here is nehemiah as a leader then he is not only leading people to finish the wall but after the wall finish he leading people to what to focus on coming back to god yeah so in here in nehemiah chapter 8 how they celebrate is not celebrating just oh how good we are how faithful we are oh high five no but in nehemiah chapter 8 their celebration focusing on god coming back again on god because remember many of them do not know what is it look like jerusalem do not know what is the truth some of them coming back again from babylon coming to jerusalem yeah in chapter 7 they're responding to the calling of god come back come back and they come back but they do not know what is it look like what is it look like be uh, celebrating in, in in the house of the lord so in nehemiah chapter 8 Nehemiah uh, allowed Ezra to read the Bible. 
at that time, this is the very good celebration. The celebration start with God, which is His word. So, uh, first one is say like and just first two. So Ezra, Ezra is the one that uh, the priest, as also the prophets at that time. So Ezra, the priest, brought the law before the assembly, both men and women, and all who could understand what they heard. On the first day of the seventh month, yeah. So what they do the first is they proclaim the word, yeah. John chapter one verse one. At the beginning is the word, and the word is God. So what is their celebration? Is the word because never happened before in Babylon they can proclaim the word so freely. This is the first, for some people, this is the first time they can listen freely the word of God. Torah at that time, yeah, the book of Moses. The book of Moses, Torah is like the five uh, first books in Old Testament. They proclaim it, Ezra read it. For seven days, they do this. So Ezra gonna uh, come early in the morning and all Israelites already ready there. No one late. <laughs> and then Ezra come maybe early in the morning, what? For us seven maybe, yeah. So let's say early in the morning, seven. For some people, no, a four, five, nah, that's okay. <laughs> uh, just make it seven. So Ezra comes seven in the morning and they all stand. No one like this. All stand on their feet. Why? They respect the word of God. Maybe for five minutes, a four? Mm -mm. From seven to noon. Let's say noon is 12. So how many hours they stand? <laughs> Five hours, wow, very clever. Must be teacher. Yason yeah. <laughs> is, yeah. Uh, taking master of education. Ah, master, master. For seven hours standing, listening to, the, to Ezra reading the Bible, the book of Torah. Yeah, five first book. Genesis, Exodus, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, wow, they respect the word how many of you <laughs> reading bible or listening when people reading the bible and standing for seven hours anyone anyone <laughs> uh, i went uh, i think like five years ago i went to russia and russia a lot of people there is orthodox and you know they are very very uh, radical in the way they do worship because from the beginning until the end all stand up, no sit down, only a little bit sit down and all, most of the time is all stand up. And the one that coming there is not only young people like you strong, it's most of them also elderly. So they stand like that, then they stand. They listen to the word of God, stand. Listening to the people preaching, stand. Singing, stand. And some of, some of the, uh, what is it? The service in the Sunday, every Sunday, is up to five or six hours, orthodox. I mean like, Oh my God, I cannot. <laughs> I said, okay, maybe I just go to the back and then uh, a little back sit down because it's not nice when everybody stand up, I, I will sit down. It's, it's not nice. People will look at me. <laughs> but I mean like, wow. They are so respect of the word of God. Every time the Ezra come, for seven days, they're going to do like that. Yeah. And after that, after they, they hear, some of the Levites and all some of the uh, 
priests and everything will come to the Israelites and teach what is the meaning of the words that Ezra already read to make them make sense because again some of them maybe this is their first time listening fully to the Torah because in Babylon they cannot read Torah that really yeah and then they listen then they wants to know and what happened when they listen and what happened is let us go to first thank you sorry let us go to first um, nine yeah first nine <clears throat> Nehemiah 8 verse 9 When they listen to the word of God there is a little bit chaotic moment Then Nehemiah the governor Ezra the priest and the teacher of the law and the Levites who were instructing the people said to the all said to Israelites This day is holy to the Lord your God do not mourn or weep for all the people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law And I'm chickily uh, ask God. God, maybe they weep because they have to stand for seven hours. <laughs> When is it gonna be ending? <laughs> But it's not like that, okay? <laughs> they're not weeping and mourning as they listen to the word of of God. No. But as they listen and as the Levites, the priests, uh, sharing the understanding, what does it mean? Uh, this this uh, Genesis chapter one verse. Seven or eight. What does that mean, Leviticus? What does that mean, this one? When they teaching them, they feel like, oh God, I haven't done your words. Yeah. The the when I study about the the word like mourning and weeping in there, this mean like deep sorrow because they cannot please God according to His word. Yeah. So when they listen, they said, Lord, we have been missing a lot of things from your words. I'm not obeying that. I do not know about that. I'm not obeying. And they weeping. Some of them weeping because they miss the 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 Torah, the word of God so much. In the land of captivity, they cannot have it. But now they are weeping and mourning. And they wish maybe their grandpa, maybe their grandpa already, again, 165 years, like how many generations they that? Maybe five generations. Maybe their sister that's there listening as well they weeping and mourning for so many reasons but the first reason is they weeping and mourning because they do not obey the word of god this is such a hunger and thirst to do to eat the word of god happening you know after the wall is being finished the miracle in there the miracle bring what bring hunger and thirst to know god more Every miracle that you have, my friends, even simple miracle, it's always the purpose is to bring you hunger and thirsty more, to know God, to experience Him. When they are mourning and weeping, the priest say, hey, not, not, do not cry, this is the, the holy day. Meaning what? Let us rejoice. And then it say like, this is the holy day because the strength of the Lord is yours. Yeah, first ten, sorry, first ten. He said, do not grieve, the last one, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I know you have been disobedient a lot of things. I know you have been like, oh God, we, we, we do not know we are, we, we did sin a lot when we are in Babylon. But the priest said, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
And when you listen to the word of God, it bring you conviction, it bring repentance. And as you repent, it brings strength and joy because God always strengthens the people that want to get up again. Therefore, in Isaiah chapter 6, it says like God dwelling or resting with the people with contrite hearts, broken hearted, not because of broken hearted, because someone left you or your boyfriend left you, no, because of you do not feel or fulfill the words of God. It's a great thing. This is, um, what is it called? Revival. Revival happens in your life when you really love the word of God so much. You hungry for the word of God. You want to study it. You want to really understand it. The priest coming there and then the, the Levites going there and bring understanding. But it won't happen. They, they, they feel touched if they do not open their heart and open their ears. I believe we are here at MPC also want to bring understanding. Especially to bring how to put it into application. Therefore, there is always like cell group and uh, some seminars come. Sometimes we, we do seminars, oh, not people joining. <laughs> Actually, that seminars to, to equip you, to bring understanding. If you thirst of the word of God, study it. I don't want to boast, but I just, this is a testimony. I study Old Testament for two years. It's not enough. Old Testament survey yeah, for two years. The same things I studied twice because I feel like there's a lot of information. I do it again. <laughs> And then New Testament survey, I also do it twice as well. So four years I doing Old Testament two years, New Testament two years. Again and again I did it. And then I went as well to um, the seminar specifically study about the parables. For I think for for a month we talking all, always about parables. Parable. We dig the parable. We slice it. We go to what is the Greek? What is the Aramaic uh, words for? Because so hungry, so thirsty. This is called I position myself so that I can learn the word of God. A lot of um, scores yeah, in these days that you can just tap in and you can listen. But make sure that, that Bible study or courses believe Jesus as Lord and Savior. <laughs> Before you enroll, please uh, talk to me or Pastor Cornell to make sure. Because there are also a lot of false teaching that is the... The sign of end time. But then the word of God bring life yeah, to you. And do you know, uh, I love the word of God because the word of God uh, also approves science. Now, um, Isaiah 40 verse 22, sorry. Isaiah is being written... Uh, I think um, I think it's around like 400 before Christ, 500 before Christ. I think yeah, BC 400 or uh, 500 BC. At that time, people do not know what is the the shape of the Earth. Yeah, uh, at that time, people still think oh the Earth is like pizza, yeah, flat. Even right now, some people now again think like. The word is pizza. Oh my God. Okay. Coming back to the ages time. But verse 22, it says like, He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. So since Isaiah, Isaiah already know, Israel already know that the world is, the, is shaped as circle. It's not flat. It's circle. Isn't that great? 
I mean Isaiah or Israelites never been to uh, what is it space before outer space they do not know but Isaiah being uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit maybe he got the the vision and then he wrote this one he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth it's very cool you know your Bible in your hands is great things in there even um job job 26 verse 7 no one knows that the earth that is circle is standing there in the void uh, space but job job by the way living before abraham so before you read abraham actually you got to read job because that is the timeline yeah Verse 7, he spreads out the northern skies over empty space. Empty space meaning like void, outer space, no oxygen. He suspends the earth over nothing. In uh, other translation, he hangs the earth over nothing. So the earth is there in the void, in the outer space. I mean like, wow. It's really wow. It's like maybe 2000 before Christ <laughs> Christian supposed to be knows that the the earth is round circle and it's hang I mean like not hang is there in the void space is is wow that is the word of God our our Bible is not talking nonsense okay <laughs> there are also like I do not need to um, open this one that uh, the human is being formed by Uh, with the what is it dust yeah and then uh, the science say like the substance of man is as the same as that of the ground I mean it's complete again I mean like confirming again the cycle of rain of water is explained as well in the book of Job so how it is water coming up and then become cloud and then rain and coming up become cloud and then raining again it's also explained in the book of Job like wow <laughs> where is that science come his <laughs> job is like a scientist no he is like a working man he, he has hurts and everything like that he's a businessman he no scientist but God uh, give the science to him God is omniscience he knows everything so if you are struggle with your study right now come to Jesus come to God because he knows a lot of science yeah that is the word of God isn't that great And then the Bible that you have in your mobile phone and in your hand is not lightly formed. Yeah, there are times that uh, when the Bible only can be read in Latin, you cannot translate it in any other language. So only some people can understand the Word of God, and there are some people that eager that every one of us can read. And understand the Bible. They translate it into English, but when they translate it into English, they are being persecuted by who? By the people of the church at that time, by the leaders, because they said like, no, it has to be in Latin. So they persecuted, they killed them, uh, they burned the body, and they spread out the the dust in in the river, something like that. A lot of them, like because of they are persecuted, they have to hide in the dark and they translate it in the dark like that. Very tough. Every time uh, or any time they have to be ready to go out and then just 
uh, run because of they are on the chase. So whatever you hold right now in your hands, there are people's blood on it. It's not easy. Now the Bible has been um, translated for more than thousands of uh, languages, including uh, dialect. Last time, like last week, I think, I, uh, I met my friends from Bandung. Bandung, oh, yeah, Bandung, Bogor, 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 uh, Priska, Priska, from Priska. And then she said, uh, there is a tribe in, uh, there called, what is the tribe now <laughs> in Bogor? Sunda, yeah, Sunda. And I said, Evo, Evo, there is a Bible in Sundanese, yeah, in Sunda language. I mean, like, wow. And then when we read it, it's so funny. I feel like, oh, so funny. <laughs> uh, good, uh, something like very, very funny. Like Jesus come to Kondangan or something like that. Oh, very, very funny. Like, oh my God, what is this? <laughs> I mean, like, it's very funny. And then there is also in my tribe's language, Batak. And there is also in a lot of languages. So that what? So that the word of God can come through you and bring you understanding. The word of God has power. Yeah, let us just open. <clears throat> For some of you, this is your uh, memory first, if you still remember. Hebrew chapter 4, verse 12. Long time ago, I got a discipleship group. This is one of our memory first. Have to remember this, okay. And before we do the discipleship, we're gonna state it one by one. <laughs> oh my mind, including me, yes. Hebrew 4, chapter 12, we say, For the word of God is alive and active. The word of God that you read is not dead. If it's alive, it's doing something and active, it's bringing life. As you speak, it is bringing life, sharper than any double edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing souls and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. Do you know that the words of God also bring uh, discernment to you? Sometimes you say like, is this God's word? Is it my words or this is the enemy's words? Which one, Lord, I have to choose? This one or that one, Lord? And you need to discern whether your what you want, your desire is from you, from your own flesh, from your own pride, or is it the desire from God? How is it, Lord? The word of God. Because it can divide it. It's, like, it's just the thought and attitudes. It dividing the souls and spirit. Which one is the willingness or the desire of the soul? And which one is the desire of the spirit? It can tell you apart when you read your Bible, meditate on it, chew on it. The word of God is alive. If you have a lot of thoughts in your mind and you do not have peace in your mind, you speak the word of God over your mind. Because the word of God, again, what? Active. It's not only alive. You can be alive, but not active. Just sleep there or sit down there. But the word of God is not only alive. It's active. It's doing something. And God say, whatever come out of um, the mouth of God, it won't come back in vain. It will accomplish what it should accomplish, the purpose. So it's active. How many of you always eat life in your life? <laughs> eat life, what does that mean? Eat the word of God. Yeah. When you eat the word of God, it brings life. Every single time I read the Bible, it brings life to me. 
When my heart become bitter, it brings sweetness to me. When my heart become numb, it brings excitement again toward me. When I become worried, oh, what is it? How it brings peace and hope in me. It always brings life, not death. That is the word of God. Uh, in the morning, just now, Ape say, oh, you know. I want to read you the verse from the Bible and this word touch me. Even the word of God has hand, can touch you. Yeah. It's, it's speaking to uh, Ape's life, the word of God. It's bring enlightenment, it's bring the way of viewing things. The way I view, I'm, uh, even I see my life discouraged, discouraged. Seeing people discouraged, discouraged. But when you eat the word of God, it brings life. The way you see yourself, life. Other people, life. The situation, life. Your attitude gonna change. Your behavior gonna change. Start from what? Eat the word of God. Feed yourself with the word of God. A lot of us feed ourselves with drama. Therefore, a lot of romance. <laughs> Therefore, usually yeah, some girls expect a man to be the person that she maybe look at the drama. Oh, he's supposed to be like that. He's supposed to be like this. You know that all lies. <laughs> I mean, oh my God. Oh, we, we saw advertisement. If you are a guy, uh, the, the successful guy is the car has to be this color or that brand or you got this style or the way you walk have to be like this or anything like that and you want to you feed it in you but it's bring death because you're gonna become tired you're gonna be disappointed it's only bring that what do you feed in your mind is it life or death i hope you feed life every single day in your mind i have a lot of uh testimonies about the word of god or the power of the word of god and jesus defeated um the devil defeated the words from the enemy not with songs i mean songs is good don't don't hurt me not with jumping around jumping around is good i'm jumping around more maybe than than you guys but he defeated the works of the enemy with with yeah with god's word he's not defeated um the devil, because the devil always put only one um, weapon. His weapon is his word. That's the devil. The devil cannot kill you. But the devil can whisper something that make you wants to kill yourself. The devil cannot harm you. Unless you open up your uh, hearts to the devil. Harm me, the devil. Nah, that's one can. <laughs> No, it's only talk to you. Therefore, the devil is just like a lion without teeth, only roaring. They cannot bite you. They cannot tear you apart. But his words can tear you apart if you allow it. Therefore, our source is the word of God. The Bible also said the word of God is our source. Yeah, It can destroy, not destroy your friends. Do not use the word of God to attack your friends, yeah? your brothers in Christ. Some people I saw like, uh, they attacking one another with, with the word. I mean like, no, that's not supposed to be here. Yeah? Uh, but the word of God have to attack and destroy the works of the enemy. Bring everything come to light. What is right, what is wrong. Yeah, That's the word of God. So great. 
And then um, there is once I went to elderly visitation with Pastor Anna. Yeah, we have elderly visitation. And then I can see a lot of uh, grandmas and grandpa, which one that in their life they love the word of God and which one is not. There is this grandma, I'm a bit afraid to come near her because she's so rough, so tough. I know she has a tough and rough life. Therefore, I feel compassion as well toward her. <laughs> and when she came, she will like, like grumbling and then she swears a lot. Oh my God, I feel like, oh, I'm dizzy. <laughs> What happened? And I saw like uh, some of the nurse say, oh, Her life is so bitter. Bitterness, disappointment, unresolved conflicts bring death. And what is come out is only grumbling, swearing, there is nothing else. And I pity her so much. So there is one day um, I make myself bold enough to stand beside her. And I just hold her chair when she sat. And I just pray, Lord Jesus. <laughs> And I, because she, she like suddenly like screaming, like that. Oh. But again, I touch her like that. And I just say, Jesus loves you. And she look at me and she eat. <laughs> oh my God, okay. <laughs> at least she's not like <laughs> yelling at me. Oh my man. But there is this grandma that just sitting there and then keep smiling. When we sing a song, she's right away enlightened and say, I know this song, Jesus loves me, yes, I know, usually like that, or, or the song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. She just read away like singing it. Oh, this grandma must, must experience something. There are some grandma that still very, um, what is it, fresh and, and sharp, and then she always like hug me. Hello, Evo, how are you? There is one grandpa as well. And then when I uh, talk about, oh, we are from church, we do like this. Oh, I love the word of God. Oh, I love Psalm, blah, blah, blah. And then they began sharing Psalm. I said, wow, no wonder their mind is still sharp because they even memorizing the word of God. I can, uh, there, there is some um, uh, research, yeah. The people that love to memorizing the word of God, their mind is more sharper than the people that not really memorizing or meditating the word of God. They're more sharper, they're more uh, positive and enthusiastic. They, their life is like that, yeah? So it's good. The word of God brings something to your life. It's up to you. God already gave it to you. It's up to you whether you want to take it or not. There is a, a lot of times that a situation that I feel like, oh God, I cannot handle this situation or I cannot handle this ministry, Lord. But God give me promise, God give me words, and I speak over that situation. There is one time that my parents do not believe in Jesus yet as their personal Lord and Savior. They are Christian, but just like uh, traditional only, yeah, because their parents is like that. So I pray that encounter happening, Lord, and I speak the word of God over my family. One person being saved, the whole family is being saved, Lord. Even my, when my brother, like, Going away, they do not want to go to church. Even he, at that time, he wants to marry a, a Muslim girl. Or oh, I'm sad, sad. And there is a time as well until he, he experienced going to jail. My little brother, oh, all oh, sad, sad. But I speak the word of God over his life, and it's bring me strength and it's bring me hope. 
and now he's become a a man that loving God so much. He's become a, a man that even like sharing the word of God wherever he is right now. He's staying in Bandung. But it's fantastic. The word of God can change the situation. Whatever you speak into your situation right now, speak the word of God. Be excited about the word of God. There is a lot of germ in there. Not germ, yeah. Germ. G-E-M. <laughs> in there. Um, a couple uh, days ago, I with Jamaica about the word of God. Um, there is this man, uh, what is it? Learning about the word of God from a, a rabbi, really rabbi from from Israel, yeah, rabbi. And then how how he bring the word of God to, to enlightenment is very nice. And then Jamaica shared to me as we talk and discussing the word of God, I feel like I'm eating something nice. And then she talked as well, and then I shared, she shared, and then we shared. We're not sharing about other things, we're not sharing about people, we're sharing about the Word of God. Oh, it's saying like this, oh yeah, it's saying like this, what does that mean? We, we dig deep, what is the situation at that time? What is the, the culture at that time? What is the political standard at that time? Oh, we, we talk about that, and I do not realize it's on until like 10 p.m., yeah, 10 or 10.30 p.m., we, we speak and talk and... I, and then after it's finished, I feel like I feel just like eating very nice food from a very nice restaurant. <laughs> like feeling full is good. I do not know what is your struggle at this moment. Are you struggling in with, with, with your mind, with your situation, or do you want to to do to have something in your mind happen, or you are on the crossroad? What you need to to decide. Read the word of God and chew the word of God. In the book of Psalm, it says like this: You must chew the word, the word of God, like you eating candies. Yeah. Again and again, just taste it, taste it. Yeah, chewing it all the time. And let us be excited about the word of God. Your Bible is not um, a myth. It's a very clever, amazing Bible. A lot of people taking a lot of failures from this Bible. Uh, A. W. Oh, uh, uh, who? C. S. Lewis. Uh, do you know C. S. Lewis, the one who created Narnia? Yeah, uh, wrote Narnia. I'm sorry. C. S. Lewis has a friend. His friend is uh, J. R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Yeah, he's. Tolkien, yeah, the one who wrote Lord of the Rings. J.R. Tolkien is best friend with C.S. Lewis. And I believe C.S. Lewis um, put J.R. Tolkien as his VIP list. Yeah, He prayed for J.R. Tolkien for his salvation. Because J.R. Tolkien is a man with a hard life as well. He lost his very best friend in war. So during the war, the best friend died. He cannot even bring the body. He has to, to uh, back. Yeah, he has to run away, something like that. So, um, and he wrote Lord of the Rings. But I can see there are a lot of values of from the Bible in Lord of the Rings. I'm I'm not like promoting Lord of the Rings, okay? <laughs> but I am a fan of Lord of the Rings <laughs> because there are a lot of values, a lot of values about a uh, friendship, a lot of values about uh, trust, unity, one purpose, a lot of values about even identity, yeah. Oh, that is so good. I mean, like, why? This is a Bible. Even there is one conversation talking about uh, life after death. And Gandalf say, 
No, young hobbits. That is only the beginning of eternal life. Wow, I will like, oh my God, that is so Bible. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> And there is a value about when you want to grow up, you have to defeat something in your life. I mean like, when Gandalf, when Gandalf, oh my God, I'm preaching Lord of the Ring. <laughs> When Gandalf uh, defeat this uh, Balrog, yeah, the the ancient devil, dong, dong, and after he defeated Balrog, the one that even um, more stronger than him, he even thinking, oh, I'm afraid of this one. When he defeated it, what happened to him after that? He become the White Witch. Wah, no more Gandalf the Grey, Gandalf the White. Huh? A wizard, wizard, not witch, wizard. Gandalf the White. Wait. I mean, in the Bible also like that, when we defeated the work of the enemy once in our life, then we're gonna grow up in our, uh, what is it, authority and power. Uh, defeated our, 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 uh, our fear, again, we're gonna grow up, we're gonna grow up. We're gonna, as you defeat, as there is victory over victory, you're gonna grow up, you're gonna go to the next level. That is very true. I mean, like, wow. I mean, like, even the people draw. The failures from the word of God. There are a lot of things from the word of God. Read. Feed yourself well with the word of God. Yeah. Taking shower with the word of God as well. <laughs> Because the word of God cleanses you. Um, we have like podcasts. We also have a lot of um, materials yeah, in, in, in the website nowadays. Feed from that. Again, if you do not know who is the person that's speaking or teaching, please contact me or Cornell or Pastor Yuda so to make sure that this is right. <laughs> Again, there are also a lot of rubbish in Google. Yeah, so be careful. Make a filter. The, the one thing filter for me is the character of God. If this is love, this is holy, not only love. Sometimes people think love, love is meaning like you can do everything, even sin, that's okay. No, God is also holy. Don't forget that. God also just. Yeah. So the characters of God, uh, yeah, just mirror it with that. If you are not sure, again, talk to us. Yeah, we do not want you to go astray, but we want you to go deeper, closer with God. And I believe the more you chewing the word of God, the more you will understand him, the more you will know him. Usually when I'm still like, uh, I'm just closing now. When uh, I'm taking train, nowadays, during weekdays, I will taking train, go to the city. Usually, I will read the, my Bible. Or I will just meditate the word of God that I already uh, read in the morning or before go in the train like that. And then thinking, what is the application? What does it mean, Lord? What is the promises of God that you gave to me, Lord Jesus? We need to be what is it yeah excited again with the word of god we are so excited for the maybe for the feeling you know <laughs> we discuss as well with jamaica oh yeah sometimes we we more excited with the feeling when we come and singing the song oh the feeling of uh, what is it goosebump or warm like the sensation or Well, we want, we want that. We want the, the encounter like, 
what people said away all of them like speaking in tongue everybody crying fall to the ground wow we want that wow but the real the real breakthrough is when we bow down our knees and we begin to look upon the word of God because at the beginning is the word and the word is with God and the word is God Jesus chew the word of God if you want to have a lot of books about uh, the the culture of Israel at those time talk to me talk to Pastor Cornell we have a lot of resources you got to position yourself yeah do not just wait so some people to fit you later no talk to us if you want to know what is the meaning of this and that talk to us there are particularly one person that always SMS me and saying what does that mean KKF what does this mean with this one why Jesus say don't talk about my miracle to other people that he are already just being healed what does that mean why this like that why do... he always asking but I love it why because he hunger he wants to know he wants to understand he wants to chew sometimes the question is so funny but that's okay We are all in the journey. I'm still learning. So let us position ourselves and then let us experience the sweetness, the power of the word of God. The church has to be awakened. Yeah, We need to be arise and build. Where is the power come from? From God. What? From the word of God. The word of God is powerful, living, and active. Let us just close our eyes and pray. Thank you, Lord, for today, Lord Jesus. I just reminded again with one thing that the Word of God is creating something. Actually, words is creating something. Your word can create something. Your word can create something in your mind or in other people's life or in a situation. Your words can create chaotic. Your words also can bring peace. Your words can bring disunity. But your word also can bring healing and unity. Your words can bring fear and worriness to yourself or to other people but your words also can bring shalom hope security to yourself and other people and God's word always creates something as you speak the word of God it creates something but for sure it creates lives What words this day that you create? What kind of words that come out of your mouth? What kind of words that you allow to rest in your mind? Is it create worriness? Bitterness? Is it create disunity? What kind of words that you spoke 
to your friends or your situation? Is it bring healing? Is it bring peace? Is it bring growth? Let us train ourselves to always speak out of the word of God so that whatever we speak to one another always bring life God I pray right now in Jesus mighty name that you touch our hearts you touch our mind Lord in Jesus name God I pray God that you bring again the passion for your words Lord again once again Lord Jesus you speak to our hearts once again Lord the importance and the beauty of your words the amazingness of your words Lord Jesus I pray God that all of us here from now on we're gonna so eager Lord, to, to read the Bible thank you Lord Jesus for what you've done on the cross God because your blood the one that can bring understanding you holy spirit that can bring revelation lord about what we read lord jesus and i pray god bless our reading bible lord maybe we read from old testament 555 or even our friends that may be reading from other um, quiet time material but i pray god you speak to each one of us lord those of us that may be discouraged or not reading the Bible regularly I pray God comfort us encourage us Lord Jesus bring curiosity Lord Jesus about your word Lord again and again Lord Jesus thank you Abba Father I just sense like maybe some of you you experience things in your life that maybe a lot of uh, voices in, in your mind at this time A lot of things that happening coming to your way. Maybe you are worried or again you are on the crossroad. And you still like thinking what should I I do? Which one should I decide? Which one? Or maybe there is something that in your heart that you are worried or you feel something in your heart that uh, that you need to be healed or something like that. Let us just speak the word of God right now to your mind, to your hearts, to your life and bring peace and bring life to your mind, to your life. Thank you, Jesus. Just proclaim like, Lord Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my Lord, Jesus. Just proclaim again that, Lord, you already love me. Even before I love you, Lord. I am secure in your life, Lord, in your love, Lord Jesus. I am secure in you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you have a good plan for me, Lord. A plan to prosper me, Lord, not to harm me. And I just want to speak over our uh, situation right now, over our mind, over our situation. The plan of God, that perfect, that bring uh, prosperous in our life. We want to say yes and amen, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
thank you God because we can be always rejoice Lord in you because you are the strength of our life Lord the joy of the Lord is our strength thank you Father God thank you Lord because you said Lord when we call upon your name Lord Jesus Christ you will listen to us Lord and you dwell with us and within us Lord Jesus And we just want to say, Lord, we call upon your name, Lord, in our situation right now, God. And you are the king over our situation. Whatever is your situation, just claim, God, you are Lord over my situation. We call upon you, Jesus. You are Lord over our situation, Lord. Thank you, Abba Father. Your kingdom come, your will be done, Lord. In our situation, in our life, as it is in heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And you are Prince of Peace, Lord. In Isaiah chapter 5, you say like, you are Prince of Peace, that bringing peace. And we want to speak in our mind, peace, shalom right now happening in Jesus' name. In Jesus' mighty name. In our mind, peace. In Jesus, in our heart, shalom, peace in Jesus' name. Because you are the Prince of Peace. Thank you, Jesus, for your peace. Thank you, Lord. If you have sickness in your body, just bring to Him. We want to speak, Lord. You said that by your wounds we are healed. And right now we just want to speak over our sickness in our body. By Jesus' wounds, I am healed in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. I invite you all to arise. And just let, let us lift up our hands. I pray right now, Lord Jesus, that you, your fresh anointing come upon our life right now in Jesus' mighty name. I pray, God, wherever we go, wherever you go, you will bring the presence of God. And wherever you go, people can see the work of God in your life. And I pray right now, victory over victory gonna become your portion as you listen to His word, as you depend your heart and your life toward Him. Victory over victory shall become your portion. And wherever you are, God is Emmanuel. God is with you. God, the one that gonna carry you, His face is shining over you. And then His hands gonna guide you, and He gonna bring clarity upon clarity. Fear shall not become your companion, but love, power, and righteousness is your companion. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Abba Father, for your words, for who you are. Bless my friends. Bless us, Lord. We ask for the Spirit of Revelation always come and speak for each one of us, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray and give thanks. Amen. 